Inbounds pass comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. You're listening to Hoops and Scoops on WNYU 89.1 FM. This is your host, Rebecca Lift, joined by your panel of Liza, David, and Aaron. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I hope your Sunday is going well. Uh, you are listening to Hoops and Scoops on WNYU 89.1 FM. This is your host, Rebecca Litt. Uh, I am joined by my esteemed colleagues, um, David, Liza, Aaron, and um, how you guys doing today? Everyone good? As Crazy. good as I can be as the fan of the worst team in the league right now. Ooh, yeah. They're they're struggling. Actually, uh, didn't um one of your young guys just get injured too? Honestly, everyone's just been kind of carrying Knox for a long time. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I think re-aggravated something in his ankle. That's what it was. Yeah. Um. It means we're getting to see Armani Brooks get extended minutes, which I'm happy about. He's a former U of H guy who's an absolute sharpshooter from beyond the arc. So it's nice to see him get minutes because he's been kind of bouncing around in our G League team for a while. And a lot of like hardcore Rockets fans were interested in seeing what he can do. And he's oh. doing very well now that he's getting game time. Like he's had like, you know, 20 point games. I think his first game he went like, four for four on his first four shots from behind the arc like he's he looks like he can definitely be a player for the future but it's never good when like one of your good 20 year olds goes down and like is just missing time in general well um isn't um let's see what's his name uh jay sean tate playing well he's getting on everybody's radar 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 late late yeah, I mean, Tate, uh, I think, in the most recent NBA rookie rankings was number two. Um, and and I definitely agree. What number did he go? Uh, he was undrafted. He, oh. uh, he, we signed There's him. one or two of those guys that come in every year and um, surprise. And, you know, yeah. that was um, Kendrick Nunn last year, you know. Yeah. Uh, he played at Ohio State then played a year in um, all four years at Ohio State, then went to Australia and played a year. And then the Rockets signed him to like a three-year deal plus a team option, I think, over the offseason. And, and he's going to be what, like already like 25? Yeah, he's, he's 25 right now, but also like, you know, you've got a good amount of team control on him. He's looking like a very good player. If he develops a three-point shot, I think he's going to be very formidable because he's one of the best defensive players I've seen in a long time on this Rockets team. Like, he can really guard one through five better than P.J. Tucker could. Like, um, and I, I think he's him and Christian Wood and, you know, KPJ, Kenyon Martin Jr., 
uh, Armani Brooks. Like the team's got a lot of good young assets. So I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm okay with where the rebuild's at right now, especially because we haven't used any of the picks we've gotten yet. Um, you know, I, I feel like the Rockets have done a good job at expediting however long it's going to take for them to get back into the playoffs. So I'm well, not feeling too bad. you were officially eliminated from playoff contention. Oh, we were eliminated from playoff contention a long time ago in my mind. Oh, you you lose 20 in a row. That's when you start thinking about Cade Cunningham. One in nine in your last 10. Although the Thunder are coming for you. Oh, in 10. They're on a 13 game losing streak. Although they have like 5,000 picks, so they'll be all right. All right, I want to do a little bit of a um, contender or pretender kind of talk. Um, going through some of the, you know, teams that are on the bubble um, on kind of where they could fall. Um, I want to start, we'll start in the East. And I want to start with the team that's currently on a nine-game winning streak. Um, the Knickerbockers, contender or pretender? I want to start with you, Aaron. So I don't necessarily think that they're contenders. Obviously, nobody in New York thinks that they're going to go for a title run. But I do say if I was another team in the Eastern Conference, I wouldn't want to match up with them just because the defense is so elite that it could cause some problems in a playoff uh, Well, matchup. as of right now, they would play the, the Hawks. Yeah, and I think that would be a fairly close series that the Knicks could probably take. It could go either way, really. So, pretenders. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Eliza, David, do you guys agree? I feel like it's rude to call them pretenders, though, because they're doing a lot better than anyone thought yes, they were going they to. They are 100% doing better like, than everyone thought. Yeah, but like when I think, title contenders. No, but when I think of like a pretending team, I think of a team that like, you know, maybe is like the first or second seed or is a team that like at the beginning of the season, people were like, hey, this team has a title chance. And now they just look garbage, you know, like no offense, but the Celtics. I was going to say, that was going to be my next team. Are kind of pretenders at this point. That was going to be my next team. Gosh, jumping ahead, David. Well, sorry. I mean, I was going to like chime in and be like, you can just say the Celtics. (laughs) Well, we can go ahead and um, discuss them because, oof. You know what? They've been playing well as of late. Is it enough, though, is the real question. No. Yeah, you're nodding your head. No, that's the (laughs) correct answer. I mean, let me know when you get to the playoffs how Tristan Thompson's going to fare against, um, I don't know, Joel Embiid. Uh, right now, we play the first round. Giannis, not not looking great <laughs> for us. Nope. I mean, you would really need 
Kemba Walker to like get back to his former self. He's been getting slowly He's been there. Better. Yeah. Slowly there. Will it be enough for this season, especially right now where we're situated playing the Bucks? No. Hopefully we can get it up to playing the Hawks or Knicks. It's a maybe. Oof. Yeah. Everyone had high hopes for him. Not not faring very well. Um, now the other team that they're gonna face as of now, the Milwaukee Bucks. On a rise. Um, although they're five and five in the last ten, but two game win streak. Um, over some decent teams. I think who they just beat yesterday. Was it the Sixers? Yeah. But, you know, the Sixers are right now without Embiid and without Simmons. Oh, Boston's losing right now to uh, Charlotte. Um... So how are we feeling on the Bucks? No team led by Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to win a title. And I'm going to say that right now as a definitive. Um, he is everything you should not be in the modern NBA as the number one option. If he was a number two option, maybe give him a chance. But the team built the way it is right now I don't trust it. I, I, I just really don't see it because if you face a team that has any interior defense, everything is going to fall apart for you. And it, it it's really not that hard to stop Giannis. He can get in foul trouble early on and then everything falls apart for this Bucks team. They're not deep enough in my head to compete. They made the PJ, Chuck, PJ Tucker trade thinking it was going to give them you know, more perimeter defense, and he just kind of looks lost and old. Um, I love the guy for what he did with the Rockets, but he he is – what's the polite way to put totally washed? Because I was about totally to say washed. washed. Right um, and, I mean, you have Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, which are two, like, pretty good shooters, but they can't really create that well for themselves – especially if Giannis is getting locked up. It, so many things can go wrong with this Bucks team, and you need everything to go right. And that's not something that's going to happen seven games in a series against a very good basketball team. So I just don't see them as title contender. Anyone disagree? I don't either. Unfortunately, um... You know, Milwaukee keeps trying to build around Giannis, trying to get him to stay. I don't know if he made the right move, to be honest. Um, I just, I'm not sure. Um, because right now, they're not looking great. And, I mean, you're right. He's their leading option, and... It's only so much you can do with him at the helm um, unless he develops a jump shot. 
like a efficient, consistent one, then yeah, they're gonna remain pretenders. Yeah, um, I mean, all all he needs is to be able to make people defend him on the perimeter. He needs a shot good enough to make people actually have to guard him on the perimeter, and that's it. What about... I mean, is the consensus that the Sixers are contenders? Because they're a very interesting one in the sense... They've never fared well in the playoffs before. But everybody else in the East isn't doing so great either. I don't know if they beat a team in the West if they made it out, but I think they have a good chance this year, the past years, to do well in the East. They also have a strong team. They have Ben Simmons, who's been lighting it up for them, and they have Joel Embiid, and they've figured out a way to work around that duo. I don't know what they are in the last 10 off the top of my head, but I think this year is one of their best years of any to make They're it five out. And five in the last 10 on a four game losing streak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I don't trust this team. Um, I mean, I like what Tobias Harris is doing this year. I like the other weapons they added in Seth Curry. Um, But honestly, what you need to do to beat this team is make, I mean, basically make Ben Simmons shoot. You got to keep Joel Embiid out of the paint and make Ben Simmons shoot. So, I don't know. I guess they're a, We'll see. Um, over in the West, let's start with our number one seed, Utah Jazz. David, take it away. This is the epitome of fraudulent basketball. Like, I, I cannot put it any other way. And I think that anyone who legitimately thinks that the Jazz have a title chance needs to find a new hobby because basketball is not for you. Well, like, after going and starting so well, they're six and four in their last 10 games. Yeah, they're, they're slipping up. They're, you know, playing tougher competition and not looking as good. Well, didn't they have like the easiest schedule in the first half of the season? They did. And like, you know, they they beat the Lakers once and lost them in overtime. They beat the Rockets. They lost to the Timberwolves last night. Who loses to the Timberwolves? Hey, the Timberwolves are four and six in their last ten. Like, I mean, they they play easy competition, and anytime they play tough competition, they fall apart to it. And it's that simple because any good team in the league is able to draw Rudy Gobert out of the paint where he's useless defensively. They're able to stop him getting the ball and getting his touches inside the paint and basically make anyone else create. Donovan Mitchell, great player. Michael Conley, shouldn't have been an all-star. 
let's just get that over with. And just the team's not good enough once you take away, you know, their lob threat and their best interior defender to actually be a title contender. Like they're, they are basically the like 2008 NBA epitomized in a basketball team. You've got a rim protector who can only score in the paint. You've got a slashing two guard. You've got a point guard who's passed first and then occasionally takes threes. You've got a white guy who comes off the bench, stands in the corner, just pulls it. Like, they're... An ugly... They're the Dwight Howard um, Orlando Magic. That's what they are. It's the same. It's the same way of playing. They're the Stan Van Gundy Orlando Magic. That's yeah. it. I mean, I guess it depends a little bit on matchups for them. I mean, and who they see. Yeah, you know. But I mean, if if you're gonna if you're gonna win the West, you're gonna play reasonably at least one of, if not two of, the. Nuggets, Lakers, or Suns. Or Clippers. Yeah, but, like, I'm talking, like, teams that have, like, really solid big men. Centers, yeah. That can, you know, compete and just, like, you know, get at Rudy Gobert, especially the Nuggets and the Lakers, where those big men can shoot, can pass – can create for themselves, can create for their team. So you're going to have to guard them as soon as they cross half court, pretty much. Like, you can't give Jokic space 30 to 35 feet from the basket because he'll probably make the shot. And if you guard up on him, someone's cutting to to the open pit. Yeah, it's the teams that have big men that are able to s- step out to the perimeter and shoot. Because the minute you get Rudy Gobert away from the basket, you're in trouble. Exactly. I mean, I think back to... You know, the various seasons that the Warriors would have them in the playoffs. Um, And Gobert would wind up switched out on Steph. And he's just lost. Steph would just cook him. He's just lost. Like, he literally, there is a video of him literally getting put in a twister, turning around multiple times trying to stay with Steph, who just absolutely cooked him. You get him on the perimeter with a guy like I'm trying to think the Lakers. I mean, I guess yeah, but um, I was more thinking um, you know, if you get him out on the perimeter with a guy like Chris Paul, uh, a Devin Booker, even yeah. like a Paul George. I mean, you're gonna get cooked. And I mean, also he's not going to be able to guard Anthony Davis on the parameter, much less, you know, like LeBron. So they're going to all go right back past him. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, I've said it for months. The jazz are not a serious ball club. Nobody should think they are. If you live outside of the state of Utah and you think the jazz are contenders, you're either Mormon or stupid. And that's it. That's really all I have to say. Mormon or stupid. Okay. Or you could just be both. And you could be moopid. Um, all right. The other team right below them. Um, I'll start with you, Aaron. 
the Phoenix Suns. I really like the Suns, but honestly, I don't think that they have the playoff experience to make a deep run. I think that their ceiling is making the conference finals, but I don't think they're going to make it to you know, the NBA finals. Right now, they would match up with, well, whoever gets the seventh seed. So, as of right now, it's the Blazers, who ultimately, I think, would lose to the Suns. Yeah. But then even after versing, like, a third seed, I don't know if they could beat, um, like, a Clippers team or if the Nuggets go higher or the Nuggets. I guess, what, what would you say then they need? What what is the what's like the one piece or one or two pieces they need? Is it just time and experience? Yeah, for this playoff run, I would say maybe Jay Crowder playing really well, DeAndre Aiden stepping up. Um, I could be totally wrong. They could beat the Clippers if the Clippers um, implode again this year. They can make a solid run. I think Chris Paul can lead the offense really well with Devin Booker and definitely make some noise in the Western Conference. I mean, Aiden definitely is slowly progressing and starting to be the number one pick people thought he was. I still think he has another level he needs to get to, ultimately, for this team to contend. But, I mean, Devin Booker is a straight baller. I mean, I love Devin Booker um, and what he's able to do with the basketball. Um, now, the one team that they've been that they've struggled with again—not uh, the one team, but one of the teams they've struggled with against—you brought up, and is the seed right behind them, which they actually only have a half a game on right now—is the Clippers. This is probably the biggest question mark. Contender or pretender? Liza. I'm going to say contender. I think that they have the good number one man in Kawhi. I think that they have great defense. I think that they can ball out when they need to ball out. I also, as I have said, the East is not very strong. I think if they can come out of the West and they have a good chance coming out of the West, they're a contender. I mean, I, I think they definitely are better than they were last year. Um, I mean, I like bringing in Rondo um, and having another facilitator. Um, and PG has a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. And he's looking really good this season. He's looking like the guy that they traded for. Um. And if he can keep that up in the playoffs, this is definitely a dangerous team. Uh, does anyone disagree and consider them a pretender? David? Uh, I, I feel like... I just, I just can't take Paul George serious anymore. Like, no matter what he does in the regular season, after seeing that shot that he hit off the side of the backboard, blowing a 3-1 lead... I just cannot take him serious. There was another guy on his team, though. Yeah, but, like, he also sucked in games four through seven. Like, it was bad. 
it was some bad basketball out of Paul George. So I just until like he can prove me wrong, but until he faces serious competition and actually steps up to the plate, I, I'm not gonna say like you know he's got a chip on his shoulder, so he's gonna play well because I feel like he's kind of always had a chip on his shoulder because he's never really won anything serious. You know, in Indiana, they were one of the top seeds, and then everything kind of fell apart. Then he moves to OKC, and well, they kept you know. facing the Heat. Yeah, but like my point is, they were a good regular season team, and then it fell apart in the playoffs. And then you go to OKC, where everything fell apart in the playoffs, and then you go to LA, where everything fell apart in the playoffs and there's one common denominator there and and you just have to kind of start asking questions when it comes to paul george like when is he going to step up and be if he calls himself playoff p where is playoff p like if you're going to call yourself playoff p because you've played well in first rounds against weaker teams that's not a real nickname that you're allowed to give to yourself because you need to you need to step up against tough competition. You need to lead your team to a win over a one or two or three seed, whatever, and get you know to the conference finals. Get late in a series in the conference finals. Like show that you whether or not you win or lose the series, show that you had a chance to be a legitimate contender and a legitimate threat, instead of just this guy who may perform against you know the seven eight seeds and then you face a team that has decent perimeter defense and you kind of fall apart well as of right now the clippers would face the mavericks um which i think is a favorable matchup for them um i mean the mavericks don't have a great big man you have good defense I mean, I definitely think that's a favorable matchup. I think there are definitely threats to the Clippers and what they're able to do. I mean, their big man right now is Zubox. How legitimate are you if that's your center? Not very. Does anyone agree? Um, have any other thoughts on the uh, Clippers before we move into probably one of the biggest question marks is the Denver Nuggets. Now, a lot of people, you know, before Jamal Murray went down, that's the big thing for this team at this point, which is unfortunately that Jamal Murray went down. Uh, they're seven and three in their last 10 games. They had one until it lost the other until it lost to uh, the Warriors again. They had one, I think, th- three or four in a row since Jamal Murray went down. Um, they at this point would face the Lakers. I mean, I mean, I don't see this team legitimately contending for a title. Liza, am I wrong? 
No, you're not wrong. I don't think they're going to contend for the title this year. I would hope next year they can with Jamal Murray back if they keep all the assets they have right now. But I think this year with the absence of Jamal Murray, it's going to be hard for them to contend. I mean, this is a team that last year made what? They made the conference finals, I think, last year, right? Yeah, they lost to the Lakers in the conference finals. I can't remember what the series was off the top of my head. They won five games. Yeah, it could have easily gone six. Um, yeah. I mean, but weren't they shocking everyone last year? Like, I don't remember anyone thinking they were going to make it to the conference finals. No, they went in that seven-game series against um, the Jazz, uh, which was probably a series for the ages, but um, I feel bad for the Nuggets. Listen, next year with Jamal Murray back and Jokic, I think they'll do well. I think this and year, once Michael just... Porter continues to grow. Yeah. Because, you know, against the Warriors the other night, Porter was just jacking him up. Good shot or bad shot, he was just jacking it up. And unfortunately, when you're missing your top option in Jamal, or second option in Jamal Murray, a guy like Michael Porter is going to jack it up. And unfortunately, that's not necessarily going to bode well for them in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think about what other players this team legitimately has outside of Jokic. Do they have anyone legitimately outside of him that could pose a threat? I mean, Aaron Gordon can jump, like dunk on you, but right. I don't know how much value that has. I was going to say Gordon, but. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, they're a good team, but when you're starting the pseudo Compazzo at point guard, you're probably not going to go as far as you should. Like, once Jamal I mean, went down, their title host. They brought in Austin Rivers. They have old man Paul Millsap. Jamichael Green. I mean, none of these guys. Without Jamal Murray, I I feel bad, but it's just not going to happen for this team. I think that's the bottom line. Unless Jokic turns goes up another step, turns up another gear, and becomes like the most unstoppable guy in the world. But I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, he's already playing amazing. So, well, I guess we'll see if anyone proves us wrong. Any of our pretenders decide to uh, change their mind and contend. Um, We'll see what the Celtics do. Celtics prove me wrong. Doubtful. All right. So that'll be it for this week um, on Hoops and Scoops. Uh, thank you, Liza, David, Aaron. Um, we will be back with you next week um, as we just keep getting closer and closer to the end of the season. 
where each team has about a little over 10 games left. So we're getting there. Uh, everyone have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, and thanks for listening.